Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential Podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential Podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we are talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is mindfulness and really about taking care of ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And today's guest, we're going to talk about something that has changed my life. In fact, how his work has changed my life. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest. Glenn Harold's start in life was colorful, to say the least. From age 12, he often slept rough on the streets as a result of a dysfunctional home life. At 15, he was expelled from school, and then he fell in with the wrong crowd. He experimented with drugs and alcohol and was on the first name terms with the local magistrate. After a major health scare at age 17 caused by excessive alcohol abuse and a warning from his doctor, he decided to take the necessary measures to free himself from his old destructive ways. Today, Glenn is a world away from those self-destructive patterns of behavior. He's a non-smoker of 25 years, a vegetarian, a fitness fan, and he drinks only very occasionally. He plays club tennis five times a week, practices yoga, swims, and uses self-hypnosis and meditation to achieve his goals. Now, he's also a hypnotherapist himself, but before becoming one, he had turned to music and was performing and recording musician who made his living playing guitar in bars and clubs. And his interest in hypnosis came about after sharing the stage with a hypnotist. Now, he took this interest further than just watching and actually went to study for two years with the British Society of Clinical Hypnotherapy, learning hypnosis to heal and help rather than to entertain. He began producing his first hypnosis tapes in the late 1990s, primarily to support his ever-growing number of clients. His passion for hypnotherapy, combined with an extensive recording knowledge, enabled him to produce unique, high-quality hypnosis recordings. Today, through his numerous books, apps, and executive membership site, Glenn reaches millions of people around the world. I should know I'm one of his greatest fans Listen in on my most recent conversation with Glenn Harold. People laugh at me. My family all laughs at me because they say I put on my podcast radio voice because they're like, all of a sudden you're like, and welcome to the Jack Your Potential podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I know I do that. But your your voice, it's interesting to me at the beginning of some of your, um, some of the, the, um, the recordings where you know, it's a little, you know, it's brighter and a lot more energy. And you're like, this is the recording on, you know, the star meditation, and this is going to get you in touch with this. And then that transition, as you start to slow down, and then how your voice even gets slower and more rhythmic, it really is a beautiful transition. It's, I think that it's, I was thinking about this last night, how powerful it is to have something when we're all so jazzed up most of the time that mm. you still need that energy because you, you know, otherwise if you went right into calm, most people would go, well, wait, wait, I can't do mm. that transition so fast. 
How long did it take you to learn, you know, that kind of the right movement to get from a little bit more energy at the beginning, but still relaxed and then take people down that path to, to get more relaxed? It was really from uh, having seen so many clients one-to-one. So before I started making recordings, I'd literally seen, you know, over a thousand people in a one-to-one setting. Yeah. And you know, from the very start, the first thing you do in a hypnotherapy setting, uh, you know, therapeutic setting is to uh, build rapport. So if somebody feels comfortable and, you know, they, they feel like they can trust you, they're going to respond to the hypnosis that much better. So I'd always work on that and, and enter the session in, you know, the, um, very much in the beta state, which is full waking consciousness, Mm -hmm. because when people listen to the recordings, that's where they are. They, you know, they're wide awake and ready to go. And so I structured the actual, uh, recorded meditations like that. I'd engage with them very consciously. And, um, and then, like you said, you know, like you're very aware of that, it, it slows down. You know, I go to the, the alpha state and the music changes and my voice changes and deepens a little bit. And I start to use, uh, you know, um, echoed affirmations that, you know, now I'm the newer recordings have got eight D affirmations. So they kind of move around the headphones and up and down side to side. And, and it's really, you know, dreamy and it helps to take people deeper. And, you know, typically 20, 25 minutes into the recording, that's when I kind of deliver uh, the post-hypnotic suggestions, which are, uh, you know, powerful suggestions that people respond to at a later date. So, you know, an example of that would be, um, you know, if somebody was wanting to lose weight, they'd, I deliver a really strong suggestion saying, you know, you'll only choose to eat healthy food. You'll feel more motivated to exercise so I kind of time those affirmations and those the, the delivery of them at a certain point in the recording. Mm-hmm. And I would also use sound frequencies and that to in, enhance that. So I kind of drew upon my musical background to really make the recordings an experience. That's what I wanted them to be, you know, enjoyable to listen to and, and experiential. Right now I can hear you say, you will not want sickeningly sweet or fatty foods. Because <laughs> perhaps I might one. have listened to that one a few times myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the script. Yeah. You find, you know, because I, I um, and by the way, we are, you are the, our, um, our, uh, adverti- our, our sponsor for the month. So you are our sponsor and I want uh-huh. people to download your app. I particularly love the ultimate Glenn Harold, but so it has everything. So I'm always going back and forth when you yeah. talk to people like me, cause I'm totally a groupie. I think I've been listening to the app using the app and I use it almost daily and sometimes multiple times a day. Mm. Um, I use it. Uh, I've been using it for I, four years, if not just slightly more. Do you yeah. find, I have a few that are really my favorite. And sometimes when I'm like going to bed, um, I'm almost afraid sometimes to use ones that are a little out of sort. I will, but because there's some that I know, like if I really have a lot going on in my mind and I need to comment, there's like four yeah. that I know that those will take me to exactly where I need to be. Do you have other people that are like, these are the ones I really love? Yeah. Yeah. What well, we do have that because, you know, I've made the recordings over a 20 year period yeah. and they've changed over time. 
And so, you know, I never wanted to just, you know, create recordings that were generic and just all sounded the same. So I made them, you know, quite differently. And now the recordings I make are different to the one that I made 10 years ago. And, um, you know, every now and again, I listen to an old recording. I think I could do that so much better and I might re-record it. But sometimes, you know, the older recordings are still hitting the, you know, getting good reviews and they're out there. So I think, no, leave it. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And yeah, there's enough variety in there. That, yeah, you but I know what you mean. It's, it's really interesting. Different. Yeah. It's really interesting that you say that because, yeah, I do find that. And, and sometimes people will leave a review or they'll message us and see, we have one today. And she said the smoking recording, she listened yeah. to stop smoking and she just didn't like it, but she loved the other six that she'd listened to for years. But oh. for that one, she said she wanted it to be more gentle. And whereas the stop smoking title is very authoritarian, it's very direct, you know, you will stop smoking. You know, it's a, I, I kind of use that authoritarian hypnotic technique because it kind of lends itself to that. And when I saw clients one-to-one, -one, you know, with that particular issue, you know, an authoritarian delivery is the one that works best. But, you know, if I saw somebody who was maybe a bit more uh, of a softer person, a gentle character, I, w I wouldn't have used an authoritarian delivery with that kind of person. But so I have to generalize the recordings and make them work for the majority. But it is, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's that. Yeah, they are, are all different. So what, what ones do you find that you, your go-to ones? Um, so I have several, like uh, the last two days, just for instance, I have woken up at four in the morning because I have this huge event that I'm doing. So my brain, even though I'm trying to shut it off is not, you know what, I can actually get myself back to sleep after listening to your recordings for several years. I can get myself back to sleep unless it's really bad without one, which is fantastic because I kind of put myself through, through the same process. But when I'm really if I've woken up early, I'll go ahead and get up for a couple hours and then I'll go lay down and do raise your energy. Mm. And to me, raise your energy is, um, and sometimes like this morning I had to back it up a few times before because <laughs> cause you'd gotten to like number four and I could tell I wasn't going all the way into trance yet. You know, I had, I didn't have the tingly thing going on. And yeah. so I'll back it up, but, um, Raise your energy to me is when I come out of that and I hear your voice starting to pull it out, I feel like the energy from my toes just kind of coming up through my body and my head. I love that one. Um, yeah. The star meditation is one of my favorites, as well as yeah. the beach. What was interesting to me is the chakra medica med medication, meditation. Um, I actually didn't know much about chakras when I first started listening to that one. Now, what's really funny is I, I don't think I ever get past, well, you know, what starts with the base chakra and then your heart chakra or something. I can't remember which one. I can't, yeah. I can never get to the third one before I know I'm out. Um, but I'm so relaxed uh, with it. So those, you know, those are a few of my favorites, but, you know, I've done the weight loss. I've done the, you know, the exercise. I've done the fear of flying. That's really helped with my flying. Yeah. My husband can't even believe it. <laughs> yeah it's funny with those recordings they're yeah they're quite old and if I listen to them I think oh I could do that better or I could do it differently and but then I hear the feedback on it and I think well no don't you know because I know I've done it before where I've re-recorded an old recording and then people write in and say where's the original 
I, I've right. just got so used to it and they connected with it. Even though the music was maybe a little bit out of date and that kind of thing, they just liked that particular recording. So I'm, yeah, I'm just, I look forward now rather than get, getting obsessive about the older ones. But that's interesting. It's, it's really, um, for me, interesting to hear the way that the recordings work for you. I'd like to see more that are, and I know there's some, but I have to kind of search for them. They're not always uh, categorized in the app as like all the ones that have awake ending aren't all in the awake endings category. Well, funny so, enough, we're just updating that app. We're just updating right. Ultimate Hypnosis and it should have that in it. Good, because so it does it, yeah. have there, but I found other ones in the full list because I just scroll through the full list. Um, yeah. But I'd like to, I'd like to, I like having a selection of ones with wake up endings because that's to me, especially if in the middle of the day, there's something really intensely stressing me out or I can't get focused. Um, those ones really are wonderful. Um, and I love all just the, you know, the ones that you do while you're exercising or whatever, the affirmations, you know, those are really positive. Like sometimes I'm walking doing the, I don't know, abundance one, you know, and I'm just like cooking down the street and it's really fun, but it's, they are really uplifting. And it's funny because, um, one day, this was a couple of years ago. Um, probably in the, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic when, uh, when things were really stressful. And I remember, you know, being very worried about, I think it was April in the U S. So the big push had just really hit here. Mm -hmm. And I was very stressed about, they, they'd said on the news, if you don't have to go to the grocery store this week, don't go to the grocery store. And I was really fixated on that. So I was mm -hmm. trying to do one of the uh, meditations and I just couldn't get myself relaxed. And so I listened to the whole thing. I didn't stop it. I didn't, you know, pick something else. I just listened to the whole thing. And when you just listen to it without going into trance, it's really, that's just as motivating. Excuse Ooh, me. You. That's just as um, motivating and um, positive when you hear all those other things, you might not, I might not feel as relaxed, you know, if I didn't go into trance fully yet, but hmm. it's, it is amazing how, what you say and how you say it and how you do it with the sounds really hmm. does have an effect hmm. on not just your overall relaxation, but just your sense of like positive things in the world. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah, I, I, when I make recordings, I totally believe in what I'm saying and what I'm, you know, what I'm delivering because I know that, you know, I had enough experience seeing clients one-to-one -to, -one to kind of, uh, you know, get a good grip on the delivery and, you know, how the unconscious mind responds to certain phrases and certain uh, methods of delivery. And, um, you know, so that was something that I, you know, to this day still put into the recordings as, as str strongly as I can. And, uh, and yeah, I, I have that intention, you know, that healing intention. It's like my, my oldest son now, he's 30, uh, 35 this year, and he's a hypnotherapist of two years. And I started when he was about six. And so if ever he had an exam or he was struggling at school in any way, I would hypnotize him. You know, I'd do a gentle thing, you know, for age appropriate thing and help him. Um, and, you know, he kind of responded to it at a young age and it was it was in there. And years later, he became an estate agent. And when the pandemic hit, he'd 
he did a course in hypnotherapy. And uh, so he had the qualification. I said, look, now's the time to make the leap. And he was kind of a little bit different to me. Lee's, uh, you know, he likes reliability and stability in the job that he had. So he, but he jumped out and he started to see clients. And from day one, he started to get good results because he was in a very good place himself. He was, uh, you know, beyond, it was a young guy, like nightclubbing and flash clothes and, you know, fancy cars and all, all the things young guys like. But he kind of got over that and he was in a much better place and he was ready for it. And he's taken off. He's so busy and seeing so many clients and, you know, he's helping a guy, a friend of both of ours that has just lost his wife. He's only in his 30s. This guy's lost his wife. It's so tragic out here. And Lee's helping him. And he's got that ability. He's got that natural ability and compassion and, um, and life experience and... You know, so there's something in his technique that's really magic, you know. So, yeah, I think you just have to be right for this job, you know. And I did other jobs, you know, where I wanted to make money and wanted to do things. And they just didn't flow. It didn't work. But as soon as I started this job, it worked. And I got lucky. I got in the, I was always in the right place at the right time. And, and Lee's the same. He's starting, to, he's flourishing. So I think it's sometimes your calling, you know, it's, if you're in the right place, you're on the right path, it works. And, and you're, you've got that ability to be able to help others. And yeah, I'm just so, you know, grateful that I found this all those years ago. And I found it because I was, I was on stage. I was, I was doing a gig and Mm -hmm. struggling, you know, hustling. I was driving a minicab at nights and playing my guitar in clubs and bars at weekends. And, and I just thought we shared the bill with the stage hypnotist and I saw him doing his thing and, uh, you know, manipulating the audience because stage hypnosis is very different. It's more, uh, manipulative and controlling. And, but I, I saw something in it in that moment and that's what sparked my interest. And I went off and learned the therapeutic side. I didn't want to do the entertainment thing. I wanted to do it for therapy and, and that was it. So I was just, that was just a magic moment that changed my life. Well, I was going to say too, you must be a little proud that your son is following in your footsteps as well. Yeah, I'm so proud. You know, he's, he's such a great, you know, I couldn't hope for a better son. You know, I'm so lucky. Um, he is like my best friend and it's a cliche, but he really is. You know, we laugh together a lot, but you know, he's, he's such a great person. And, you know, it's a, that's another blessing in life. You know, if you've got that kind of bond, um, yeah, if ever you want to interview him, I can recommend him. He's amazing. Excellent. Yes. I think that would be wonderful. Well, I want to ask you then a little bit, you know, cause I think it's a great segue actually thinking about your son, just starting to see patients himself and working with clients, working with clients. Um, you know, at what point in time did you say, okay, you know, I, I'm going to try and take this someplace else because, you know, you got into recordings and audios and then the app. Um, and I don't think you can tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think you still see private clients or at least not regularly. I'm assuming. I send them to Lee now. Oh, mm-hmm. So kind of anyone that wants to see me. So I, and I'm, you know, he's, um, getting such great results. I have no problem. It's not just nepotism. He's doing the business. So it's easy. It's great. It's now such a great, cause I always used to look for people to send people onto and I had a sort of couple, but now, you know, I've got juniors doing the business. So, well, which is great. And I think I'm sure people really appreciate that too, because they know, you know, what he was brought up in, but yeah. how, what made you 
what made you, you know, start to think about there's other ways I can take this? Because, you know, a lot of my followers are entrepreneurs. Many of them, you know, when we interviewed a couple of years ago, I still, I was probably 50-50 for entrepreneurs who were still in the workplace and kind of playing with their side hustles. Many of them have transitioned into them in the last couple of years. Um, but I think the question is always in the back of everybody's mind is, you know, how do you know when it's right? How do you, you know, know when you make, take those chances? Sometimes it just happens by accident. Um, mm. You know, but we talk a little bit about the change in the business for you. Yeah, I mean, it was um, for me, I always went on intuition and gut feeling. And, you know, I was at a point where I was, um, you know, literally seeing 25, 30, 25 clients a week, you know, one week I saw 30 clients and, and it was, you know, really full on. But I never intentionally started to make recordings for uh, any kind of business plan. I didn't have any marketing skills or anything like that. I would, um, yeah, and this was in the late nineties. I decided one day a client asked me for a recorded session. So I went home and I made a recording cause I always had a little studio in my house cause I had a musical background. Right. And so I made a recording for confidence and I just put a little bit of reverb on my voice, recorded it straight onto a DAP machine and then ran it off onto a cassette and I gave it to her, but I listened to it and I thought, this sounds all right. You know, it's not too bad. And this was at a time when there was no very little market for uh, hypnotherapy or meditation recordings. The only ones in the UK were sort of from American authors. So I decided I made a couple of, uh, titles and I would literally run them off on cassette, print the covers. And then I made display stands and they were all very homemade. You know, it was like, uh, balsa, tape or whatever I put on and they were cassette covers and they looked a bit naff but I took them around I took them into local stores and you know a couple of stores took them and then I I drove back a couple of weeks later and they'd sold three or four and then one store said oh we had a guy saying that he's sleeping really well listening to this and it was at that moment I thought if, if that guy's sleeping well, there'll be others out there who will respond the same. And I had that light bulb moment and I was like, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always had a good business head on me, but it's kind of, my dad was a businessman, a successful businessman. So it's kind of in my genes, but I never, I never studied it or did anything. I just went on gut feeling. And then I used to, um, I used to do this little visualization. So before I, you know, there was lots of new age stores in the UK that were receptive to taking meditation and hypnotherapy recordings. And I used to, I got all their names, I printed them off and I used to lay on my sofa for 20 minutes and I'd visualize, um, you know, selling 10 boxes of these titles to these stores. And, you know, it was kind of quite, quite a hard sell, a cold call ringing up and I'd visualize it, visualize the recordings going out there. And I'd spend all day on the phone to these stores. And, you know, for every 10 that I called, one would say yes. And I'd send them off. And, and that's how it started. And, and at the time, I was flat broke. So I borrowed a grand off Barclays Bank to get some nicer display stands done because I realized I couldn't get away with these own made ones. So I got these nice uh, professional stands. And... Within like two or three years, I had like five staff working for me. We were turning over like half a million a year. And Marie said to me one day, it was my PA. She's still with me now. She said to me, what's this uh, 40 pounds that's coming out of the bank every month? 
and it was the loan that I was paying back to Barclays. Mm. So it kind of, it, it took off very quickly, but I was in the right place at the right time. I just, I was lucky. But right. I, then I was, I was meditating. I was doing affirmations about being in the right place at the right time. And right. Um, I was immersed in these meditations. So my unconscious mind, my conscious mind were working in, you know, perfect synergy. And, and I just got very, very lucky at the right time. The BBC then came along because what happened, I started getting to a point where I then got into Waterstones because yeah. I had a bit of a track record and I, then I, then they were ordering, you know, we used to get faxes coming in every day with these big orders and they were going into every store in the country. And then I found that I was on um, an audio book list and there were the top five audio books in the country. There was JK Rowling at the top and uh, you know, these household names and I was bang in the middle there. <laughs> And then, and then I got a call from Nielsen Book Data, who collate all these things, and they said you're in. You can you can have a gold disc for this title because you've sold uh, a quarter of a million pounds worth. And I got yeah. a gold disc, and I went to their headquarters. They took a picture with me with this gold disc, and I, <laughs> to this day, I think it was it was on. You know, it was when it was a physical product, and it was only myself and J.K. Rowling actually got that gold disc. Well, wow. it was certain, no, I think I was the only one in self-help that I ever got one. Right. But, you know, when I got that gold disc, you know, then I realized I could, I could use that as a leverage promotional thing. You know, so then I put that out there on all social media and suddenly then the BBC came and knocked on my door and offered me a deal for, uh, you know, all of my recordings. And that was the BBC. They were the biggest audio books in the country. And so everything kind of snowballed along the way and... You know, but all the time I was working on my, um, you know, my unconscious to clear away any blockages or failure program, you know, because I had a lot of that. You know, I was expelled from school when I was 15. I was kicked out and, you know, they told me I had no prospects. And um, yeah, so I had all that negative failure programming ticking over and I had to do a lot of work to clear that. And I, I honestly believe without doing that work, I would have you know, done what a lot of people do. They take three steps forward and, you know, three steps back. It's like you get, you get forward, but there's something holding you back. And it's often that failure programming from your childhood or sabotage patterns. And I used to see that in clients one-to-one, you know, they would, their talent, their ability, but they were holding themselves back because of, you know, these unconscious programs that would kind of surface in the therapy sessions. So as I, you know, I became more aware of that in myself and was able to clear a lot of that. And, you know, but without doing that, you know, it would have been much harder and I wouldn't have got as far. I know that. We hope that you are enjoying this episode of Shock Your Potential. We're going to take a moment now to hear from our sponsor. Do you want to be a go-to expert that news reporters, anchors and media producers turn to? Are you a media professional looking for credible, reliable, and timely guests? If you answered yes to either of those questions, then Shock Your Media Potential is for you. This one-of-a-kind platform connects vetted experts with news professionals around the globe. As a part of our launch celebration, you can participate for free in our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference running March 28th through April 1st. Together with my co-host, Eddie Luisi, known as stage manager to the stars, and also stage manager for Good Morning America, 
We have interviewed 25 media personalities and professionals to ask them the questions you need to know the answers to. Like, how can I make myself more newsworthy? How do I best pitch a story? How do I get invited back again and again? And much more. Some of our guests are household names with exceptional on-camera careers. Others are award-winning directors, producers, camera operators, audio engineers, celebrity hair and makeup professionals, and so much more. To learn more about our platform and our conference today, go to shockyourmediapotential.com. Well, and I think about your, in fact, I'm, I'm just think, reminding myself that because I'm getting ready to go to a conference with a lot of, I'm going to a conference with a, a bunch of meeting planners who book speakers like me. So I'm expecting, you know, that this coming out of this, I'll, I will have more business, but I was just thinking about, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to the affirmation, uh, the abundance affirmation on my way to the train station. But one of the things that I love that you say in that as you know, you're having all these affirmations is you don't say I will be in the right place. You say, I'm always in the right place at the right time. I am mm-hmm. always in the right place at the right time. And every time I hear that statement from you and I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's how you all that, to look at it that way. Even if something doesn't happen that you think you want at that moment, it's supposed to be like that because you don't know what else is coming. So if you get disappointed that you didn't get that job offer right then, or you didn't get booked for 10 more gigs right then, then you were still in the right place at the right time. You just don't know what's coming and Mm. getting out of your own way to accept that whatever I'm doing, as long as I'm having, I'm being open Mm. and I'm thinking those positive terms, then you, you are so much more likely to have them come to you. Mm. Yeah. And that's the unconscious understands that language very clearly. You know, I'm always in the right place at the right time. You know, that is a powerful affirmation because the unconscious mind takes that on board and you, uh, you know, it, it doesn't distinguish between what's real and what's imagined. So you put yourself in situations where that affirmation becomes a reality and, you know, it's a very um, amazing thing that you can you can create this program inside you that the external world responds to automatically. And, you know, I, I've used it so many times in my career. And I think I did get so lucky on uh, so many times, you know, just by being in the right place and meeting the right people. And, and you know, even at the beginning, I, I read in one of a you know, a book, because when I started on the self-help path, I just read so many books, you know, I, as I said, I was kicked out of school, so I wasn't up to the standard. I didn't read much as a kid and, you know, I needed to educate myself as an adult. So I read all these self-help books and, you know, people like Stuart Wilde, Eckhart Tolle, um, Louise Hay, people like that early on, Greg Braden was another one. And, you know, just immersed myself in that wisdom and, yeah, there was so much of that I picked up that um, just helped me to really, you know, f- figure the way that the the mind works and how it responds so effectively. And and it, it does, you know, if, if you take on board these affirmations and these beliefs, are, you know, on a deep level, you just respond. You know, the, the world responds to you. You find these doors opening in front of you and, and it's so powerful and it, it works. It really does. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. And I, well, I still I, use it to this day. 
I wonder, I have a two-part question. So I'm going to, Mike, well, it's a one-part question, but I'm going to give you two parts of background. One is, um, well, I guess maybe I'm going to give you three pieces of information. One, I have just, I have learned in the last year, a little bit more than a year, um, that I'd never thought about before. I just always thought I was really different and weird, which I completely am. But Mm -hmm. I have, uh, I've, found out that I'm highly sensitive. So my central nervous system processes information much differently. I always thought I was just very strange. Like uh, the sound, even the thought of styrofoam rubbing against each other makes me almost Mm -hmm. physically ill. And that's just one, one way. And so how I process stress or have processed stress prior to the last several years and your um, meditations being a huge part of this, this growth with me, um, I, that's, that's one part of the scenario. The other part of the scenario is, uh, I, it took me until my thirties to understand that I actually also, um, have, uh, depression or had, I, I have depression in me, but I've learned how to manage it. But at Mm -hmm. 17, I did not know how to manage it. And that was prior to Prozac. So we didn't even talk about depression. You know, it was Mm -hmm. this idea of just, why don't you just feel better? Just put a smile on kind of thing. The third Mm -hmm. component of my, my background to this question is I remember being about seven years old and I always had trouble sleeping always had trouble. And my mom and dad, I don't know where they got it, but they, they came home one day and they'd had, you know, we had this little tape, you know, cassette tape thing that was, you know, like a little long rectangle box. And they brought me, I didn't know it was a meditation tape. I know now, but it was a very soothing voice of a man who would say, now lay down. And it would, you know, and he would talk me through, imagine the tips of your fingers and then feel those relax and you'd count down from 10 and then, you know, now feel your finger till the knuckle. And, and so it was a very slow process where, you know, you go through your toes and your fingers and your legs until your whole body. And so that's something that, you know, they, that I learned a little bit about how to manage it. So mm-hmm. I'm giving all these stories though, to say in one area, my parents didn't try something different to help me, but the other two areas of my life, they could not understand, you know, they, they just thought I was just really like, we're not quite sure where this child came from. (laughs) What's, what's up with her? Not what's wrong with her. They might've thought that, but today I feel like today and especially even more so after the pandemic now with uh, athletes saying, I'm going to take time out. Now we've got commercials saying, I'm going to pause, you know, a little that are, you know, power aids saying, let's have a power pause. Um, Why do you think now we're more open. Like, you know, when you were selling these tapes, you were selling them just to the places that not everybody would go to. It wasn't mainstream to think mm. about taking care of yourself this way. What do you think is helping us as a society to think about meditation and, and taking care of our minds and our, you know, and how that affects us physically? Are we still, are we there where we need to be? Do you think we still have more to go? Do you think there's something behind it? I just love your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think it's like um, an amazing, this life is an amazing opportunity to grow and to, you know, heal our karma and uh, work through our issues and awaken, you know, truly awaken because, you know, the world and especially at the moment, the world is so chaotic and crazy. It's getting, you know, it's like a David Lynch movie, isn't it? Yes. It's nuts. Yeah. So we are we are being forced to look much deeper and look for real meaning and real truth. Um, and so I think naturally 
you know, meditation and looking inside is the way that you find that you find, you can only find the truth within yourself mm-hmm. and you know, what truly resonates with you. But it is, it's, um, it is an amazing opportunity, this life to, to grow and develop. And I, I'm one who believes in, this is just one of many lives. You know, we have a number of lifetimes and, and if you work through your karma and you, you grow spiritually and you awaken, the next life will match the vibration of the life of, of where you're at when you leave this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, because you'd have moved on as a soul. So wherever you incarnate le- next time, it's, it, it will match that vibration. But, you know, a lot of people get caught up. They call it Maya in Krishna consciousness, where, you know, in life, we as human beings, we naturally gravitate towards pleasure. And that can be, uh, you know, and pleasure and comfort, you know, food, that can be drugs, that can be sex, that can be many different things. And... And that's the, in Krishna consciousness, they call that Maya. That's the temptation. But those things in excess can lower your vibration and hold you back. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the thing that I've learned is to, you know, because I did all those things in excess when I was younger. You know, I was a typical young man, you know, flash. I was in a band. You know, know, there's lots of things on offer. And, you know, I did them all in excess. And, you know, but it didn't do me any good. I learned that pretty quick. You know, I had a, my vibration was low at that time. So, you know, I've gone through that and I've come out the other side and I'm, I've experienced in life a much higher vibration than I did back then. So I've got that contrast between the two and I can see it so clearly now. I can see why I was so stuck and nothing happened. You know, life was such a struggle and, and I'm so pleased I've made that transition. So a lot of my work is about helping people who are stuck to, to move forward and to, to work on themselves and raise their energy, raise their vibration and, you know, go for that delayed gratification thing, you know, the longer term reward instead of the, the short term pleasure and gain. And, um, and it, and, and that's it. So that's the opportunity in life. And, um, I'm trying to think of your original question, you know, I've probably gone off track a little bit. You no, know, but- you really, I think you've hit it. I think ultimately is, you know, do- why do you think right now we as a world, I mean, not yeah. everyone in the world, but I think as there's just so many more people that are talking about taking care of ourselves and being reflective and meditation mm. is a big part of that. And, mm. you know, being in the moment, is there, be, I know we still had some, a lot of that going on before the the pandemic, but do you feel like that was a big trigger to help us, you know, continue to move towards that path? Cause I feel like we all needed it. I know I needed it. Yeah, definitely. Because I think, you know, with the pandemic and what's going on in Ukraine, it's, um, you know, made people feel very insecure and stressed yeah. Yeah. and, you know, so people look for solutions and, you know, in uh, the one thing that I say on every webinar is that, you know, if you, if you make a practice of meditation every day, you'll be able to cope with the stresses of life, the ups and downs, the challenges. And uh, it takes you out of the fear as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you, if you look, turn on the news, I don't watch the news anymore. I've watched it for a long time. But if you turn it on, it's just fear all the time. And it's, um, you know, divisive, it's manipulative. And so I just don't watch that. And I, you know, prefer to try and create my own sort of 
reality and my own little bubble of love and compassion and kindness. And, you know, I can honestly say myself and my close family, we're all in that. You know, we've had a beautiful day. My oldest son came over with his little baby and, you know, we've had just a magical day. And, you know, it's um, you create your own reality. And I think that's the safest place to be at this moment. You know, turn off the TV, come away from all that and meditate and, you know, practice love, compassion, kindness, you know, be of service to fellow human beings if you can. Um, you know, there's a food kitchen in, in town here and, you know, my son was working down there, you know, d- delivering food and meals and, and, it, and things like, you know, little gestures like that are so rewarding. They uplift your spirit and, you know, that ripple effect that goes out there. And that's kind of the safest place to be at the moment. You know, you come out the fear and the low vibrational energy and you raise your consciousness, you raise your vibration Um, You know, so it's really important as well to eat healthily, to exercise as much as you can, to be out in nature. And all of those things add up. They're all little steps in a holistic journey that help you to stay out of the matrix. You know, that fear based matrix that, you know, many people are plugged into. And, you know, so and I, I live in a great part of the world as well out here in Portugal, where there's lots of conscious communities. And and I love that. I love being around people who are you know, moving forward. So that's another thing, you know, look at the influences in your life and, you know, don't be afraid to cut ties if people are holding you back or, you know, lowering your energy because, you know, you can still, uh, you know, in meditation, you know, ask that they uh, find their own higher consciousness and plant seeds with them to help them to move on. But ultimately you've got a, you know, it's a, a journey where you're moving through life on your own you know and we came into this world on our own and we depart on our own so it's a solo journey but you can still have um, a good impact and have have be a good influence on people around you but you don't have to you know be part of anything negative and get caught up in other people's dramas and that kind of thing yeah i always say that if you're trying to grow a garden of flowers sometimes if you're not pulling the weeds along the way you're not gonna have you're not gonna have the best and healthiest and most beautiful flowers so sometimes it's important to pull those get them out (laughs) that's so true it's so true yeah (laughs) well i love it um i like i've told you i just i'm so thankful that i found you know, you, your meditations, I don't even know how I ever found it. It doesn't matter who cares. It was divine intervention. I was at the exact right place at the right time. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes you, you know, it's like, it's that thing, you know, uh, that when the student's ready, the teacher arrives and I'm not saying I'm the teacher, but you know what I mean? It's like, I found that when I was looking, the right things came along at the right time. And for you, obviously that's, that's the magic of those recordings. People find them when they need them or when they're going to connect with them. You know, they're the, and it's, I love that. It's a, and it's all vibration and energy. It's magic. Well, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for anybody watching or listening? I think, you know, as I said a moment ago, you know, focus on creating your own environment, a play, a safe place, you know, through a daily meditative, meditative practice, um, and to just, you know, nurture yourself, really nurture yourself. And if you're feeling anxious or stressed or frightened, you know, use a meditation or, you know, practice self-hypnosis just to drop down, come out of the monkey mind, that mental chatter that drives you crazy. Just come out of that and drop down into that place of peace. You can do that. You can light a candle in your front room and, 
uh, you know, we just had the uh, equinox, didn't we, a couple of days ago. And my wife, Nicola, she set a little altar on our table in the lounge there. And, and it was really beautiful. And we focused on it. And, you know, that's the kind of thing you can do. You can create a little space of love, something for you to focus on. And, and just the act of doing that, it takes you to a different place. You know, your vibrational energy changes and you come out of all that, you know, any stress or anxiety. So it's good to be really mindful of those things and to have a daily practice where you're doing those things regularly. Nice. So that that's the way to navigate this crazy but amazing world. Amazing world as well. Yeah, there's a lot of amazing things happening. You know, the, yeah, the, uh, you know, I think back to the 70s when I grew up and it was very slow and pedantic and, you know, if, if you met a girl when you were a young man, you'd have to, you'd get a phone number and you'd ring her up and the chances are you get a dad on the landline and you'd have to navigate <laughs> through him. And, you know, yeah. nowadays we live in a world where everything's so, you know, fast and immediate. It's, it's amazing. We've got the world at our fingertips, but you also have to uh, be careful of the Maya and the temptations and, you know, to keep your vibration high. So that's, yeah, that's where I always default back to. Amen. Excellent. Thank you so much for uh, being with us again and um, it's sharing. It's my some pleasure. I love chatting with you. Oh, thank you as well. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.